2: Hey, it's Outkick, the coverage here, Fox Sports Radio, Jonas Knox and Jeff Schwartz is with me and coming up on the show. It is officially football week. That's right. The Hall of Fame game is this week and we are going to get you primed for how you can be a degenerate when it comes to that game. We've also got some bad news at the quarterback position for one team in the AFC. You've got a food boat in Las Vegas. It's revolting. It sounds disgusting. Jeff Schwartz has got the details on that. There's a coach really Really, really upset with his players. Chris Mannix stops by to talk NBA free agency and possible trades. And then also, Jeff Schwartz is constructing his perfect offensive line. All of that for you. Coming up next here, Outkick the Coverage right here Fox Sports Radio.
0: Outkick the Coverage live every weekday morning from 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, 3 to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for Outkick the Coverage at foxsportsradio.com. Or stream us live every morning on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR.
3: Now let's get this party started.
0: You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
2: We will take you all the way up until 9 a.m. Eastern time, 6 o'clock Pacific. And we will do so with none other than the great Jeff Schwartz.
3: Good morning, I'm so glad to be here because as you mentioned Jonas, it is a special week. Football is back this week. Do not make fun of the Hall of Fame game, guys. It is real football is happening later this week and I am so excited to feast my eyes on the third team of the Steelers against the third team of the Cowboys for 30 minutes.
2: Oh, I, not I, wait. I, I don't care. I, I don't they could roll out whoever they want. I, it would not matter to me. This this is game week, man. Football's back because if I'm not mistaken, this is the we're going to go a, every single weekend. If I'm not mistaken, I think I have this correct. There might be one that we don't, but from now until February, we're getting football every single weekend.
3: That we are. There, there, yeah. you, have, you have not missed a weekend that we will have because uh, the NFL has three preseason games. They have one less weekend of games, but that weekend is filled with week zero of college football. Yes, now. yes. So we have yeah. we have UCLA Hawaii, which is what I will. Be glued, glued my eyes to the, the Chip Kelly's uh, fourth year at UCLA on that opening weekend. Uh, yeah, we have football now every weekend, every week, all the way till it's mid-February this year. The middle oh, of February 13th. I can't wait, man.
2: I I, I cannot wait. Uh, th- it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Now, I, I always ask this because I do think that there's something to it, and um, I, I've talked to uh, Brady about this. I've talked to Lavar about this. That it's just sort of your body clock. So, as an NFL player, are you already starting to get into football? I'm even though you're not playing anymore, even though you've been out of the league, are you starting to get some of the feels? Like, man, i got to light somebody up. Like, I've got to get into a physical altercation to just scratch the itch that I normally scratch this time of year.
3: No, I don't feel that. But what I'm starting <laughs> to feel is like a lack of preparation for the season type of feeling right like there's so many ways to preview the season there's so many preview guides there's so many ways to look at the year and, and i do college football as well as it packed to a media day last weekend uh, last week i should say as, as part of my my radio duties as well so you know i i'm just excited for the season i i, I don't feel as prepared but i know i am prepared but i'm i like i'm I just don't have my I don't have my gambling notes ready for the Hall of Fame game. Well, I'm a listen. little behind for the week.
2: And by the way, for those of you that are going to sit here in judgment and try and pass down judgment, if you if you like to do that to your sports talk radio hosts, then this is the show for you because I am openly and so is Jeff going to be gambling on the Hall of Fame game this week with zero shame.
3: There is actually money to be made in the preseason. And the way you wager in the preseason is you wager on coaches because there are coaches. Uh, most of the time, they're defensive coaches who do really well in the preseason because they try to win the game because they're yes. defensive guys. A lot of the offensive coaches just don't care. Like they're going to get their offense. They're going to get their work in. The starters are going to play a drive or two. and That's it. The defensive guys, man, they, they care. They want to win these games. And if you look at – I I, haven't, I don't have the numbers from, from this year. I need to look them up. Like Mike Zimmer, really good in the preseason. I think Tom was yeah. really good in the preseason. Uh, John um, Harbaugh. John, John Harbaugh is really good in the preseason. Yeah, like you, you wager on coaches in the preseason. I mean, you can, I guess, look at backup quarterbacks, right, and see. But, again, we don't know – what what the rotation will be this year because of the of the of the third preseason game, right? So I, I'm curious. Oh, excuse me, three. I I, I don't know who's going to play when. So get bet on coaches in the preseason.
2: It is because I was thinking about that as well too. I wonder because we didn't have preseason games last year. I know I know there was the big talk of well, oh, we don't need the preseason. Just get rid of the preseason. I we're going to find out which coaches really do value the preseason? Because I I do think there is something to it. I do think it does mean something for especially guys that are on the bubble that are trying to make a team. I still think there's some value in the preseason.
3: Well, there definitely is. And coaches love games, right? I mean, they love any opportunity that you have to evaluate your team, coaches absolutely love, right? And coaches have no say in the CBA. So, uh, you know, if, if it was up to them, they'd go back to six preseason games. But because of last year, and, you know, the, the the games were not as sloppy as I thought they'd be to start the season. I was right. very concerned we'd have sloppy. And we it wasn't the best of football in the first month of the year. But I do wonder if coaches look at that and say, hey, look, we got by last year without any preseason. So we're not going to play our starters at all. Just not at all. Which is possible. Now, we might see starters play a drive or two in the game. But I think there's going to be some teams that just, you know what, we have a quarterback that we trust. We have starters that we trust. I, I would imagine the Dallas Cowboys, who have to play an extra preseason game. In the Hall of Fame game, you know, I play in the Hall of Fame game, Jonas. It is... It's not worth it for the player. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay. Okay. okay, why? Why is it Tom, not worth it? What you, what's extra, what's wrong with the Hall of Fame? It's game? just an extra game. Like, well, I also did it with Tom Coughlin, who is one of those coaches who wants to win the preseason. <laughs> yeah. So we played. The starters played three drives in that game, which is a lot for the first preseason game. Um, like we we, we scored against the Bills' to defense, and we got to come off the field. I was like, Whoa, we're ready for the season now. Um. I just the extra week of practice, just just not fun. I mean, it's the extra week of practice. Uh, it's just not. It's not fun. Uh, that's really what it's. And back then, I played too when the field was really in bad condition. You know, I, I think oh, it was the year, the year before it melted. The, no, that was more, I played two or three years before it melted. But the year before, I mean, the year after I played, the Steelers I think were there, and their punter blew out his knee just running on the turf. The turf was really bad, really bad, and so obviously that's been fixed now. Um, but it's just not it, for a player. So I'm curious what the Cowboys are going to do. Uh, you know, Dak's coming off injury. Uh, you know, I would imagine that Mike McCarthy. Um, Probably wants him to play a little bit, but I, I can't imagine Jerry Jones wants him to play. So I'm curious you know, that, that 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 how the Cowboys, especially in, in game one, are going to use their starting quarterback. Because if, you know, if he doesn't play and, and Big Ben doesn't play, then obviously the game is – the quality is not going to be as good. But I'll watch every second of it.
2: Yeah, and I think w- when it comes to Dak Prescott, he's you know obviously dealing with whatever the shoulder injury is. And – I I still can't get a clear answer as to what it is. Is it serious? Is it not serious? They're taking it, uh, you know, uh, taking a kind of a a cautious approach and all that, and they want to take their time and make a decision. So with that being said, I would assume – dak's not going uh, not going to be in the game, I would assume he's not going to be a part of the Hall of Fame game, so then you know you might want to start to uh, to look at uh, pittsburgh maybe pittsburgh 's got a couple of guys looking to to make a roster that you could uh, you could lay a wager on but i, I just i, I can 't wait man I, I think i think there's there's a true value to it i think there's a tr- this is going to there's going to be an opportunity for a lot of coaches to get to see what they actually have because you can you can go out there and you can practice, or you can have these joint practices. But there's something to getting out, even if it's just a, an exhibition game, getting out there in, in, in live reps in a game atmosphere. It, it, like you can't match that, right? Like there's something to that that you don't get by just practicing or having a joint practice like we like we had last season or the year before.
3: Correct, and, and there and there are more more joint practices this year than ever before, right? I mean, we, that's how you're supplementing the lack of preseason games, or even just not wanting to play your starters in those games, you have them go in, in a, in a camp situation and play, you know, twice before um, you, you play in the game. I just want to say there is value in the preseason Jonas, but the training camp battles uh, in, in reality are far less than I think the media and fans would like to think, right? If you have a 50, I think it's 55 man roster now, right? The move from 53 to 55. Yeah. You're looking at, you're looking at, at, 48 guys that are already on the roster when camp starts because of contract, draft status, just kind of where they fit on the roster, uh, their their versatility – so then, you're kind of fighting for the last lineman, right? The last linebacker, the last cornerback, the you know the the third string quarterback. So it, the, the camp battles are they are not as furious as we think they are. Now, players, of course, are told they're they're not you know they're still battling. Of course, you want competition on the roster, but I think in actuality, it's not as much as you think, right? It's, set, it's seven roster spots, and there's ten guys for those seven roster spots.
2: I mean. What, what, a, what a stressful, stressful gig, man. And on top of that, you're probably fatigued. <laughs> you're sore. Even if you are injured, you can't let anybody know because it, it, they'll just eliminate you. Uh, being injured, even if it's just like the, a minor injury, they'll just say, all right, we're going to take the healthiest guy and, and and move on. That's just a stressful gig, man.
3: Yeah, I mean, you think like, you know, you've you know you you you, you you've been with LeVar, was obviously never really had to worry about a roster spot as a young <laughs> player. Uh, Brady didn't have to worry about... About a roster spot as a young player and you got me here seventh round draft pick uh pick 241 of the panthers who uh every day woke up and was like am i getting cut today so this is, I, it, it's uh yeah those two had a d- much different camp experience than, than i had early in my career um, yeah it,
2: that is a stressful life man i, I, mean, I just
3: you, you know i i don't i don't remember ever thinking about it i, I um you know i was, I was maybe i was just, you know young and naive and, and just didn't really think about it as a rookie. But, you know, when, when I was and I hate doing this, when I'm back. I'm only 35. So when I say like I'm back in the day, I feel like I'm, you know, 75 years old talking about training camp. But we had two days. Right. And you didn't have time to think You, you, you practice at 9 a.m. in full pads. You came back at 630 at night in uppers. And then you practice in full pads again the next day, and then you went two one two one. We had no off days. We got Wednesday nights off. You know that was like our big that was like our big uh, our big win for us. So like I, I I don't remember having time to think like am I on the roster? or Am I not on the roster? And then you can tell by and this is my agent told me this at the end of training camp. You can tell by how much time you got in the preseason games whether or not they were considering you. And then before we played our fourth game, my agent called me and says, look they want to put you on practice squad so you're not going to play very much in the last game because they want to kind of hide you from other teams claiming you when they release you because they have to release you and then put you on practice squad. Yeah. So I kind of knew then what my situation was heading into the fourth game. The only time I, I ever recall openly thinking like, hey, I'm getting cut, was when I actually got cut in my ninth year in Detroit. I, I didn't. The third preseason game rolled around, which is the important game. Um, at halftime, I was told you're not playing this half. I was supposed to play the whole second half as a a backup lineman. Uh, My offensive line coach came up to me and was like, you're not playing this half. I said, okay. Um, And then we got back (laughs) on the field for the third quarter and I went up to to coach and I said, hey, uh, am I getting cut? I mean, I'm my ninth year. I mean, I'm 30 years old. I, can, I understand what's happening. And uh, Coach Prince was like, "Yeah, it doesn't look good, does it?" Does it tell you? "No, it does not." Um, he, I mean, he doesn't. You know, he doesn't know in the moment why they didn't play me. He just was told by by coach they're not playing me. Uh, and again, I was the backup for right tackle, right guard, and left guard. Like I was. If, if so, if if someone got hurt in the first quarter, I was the first one in. I wasn't like I was just like fourth team, and, and I was supposed to play the whole second half. And uh, he's like, "Yep, doesn't look good." And then little, I got cut the next day. I mean, like I, by the time of thirty, I get how it works. But if I was twenty-one at that moment, I probably would have no idea. What was happening yeah
2: but look where you are now i mean uh vacation. sitting in my
3: robe in my house talking about yeah, sports i mean it's yeah, better you, than
2: that yeah i mean come on and get a gamble on possibly garrett gilbert or whoever the hell's gonna play quarterback <laughs> for the for the dallas cowboys i mean come uh, on jeff like, who, like who's got it better than you
3: I, no one does uh no one has it better than the person who 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 ordered a tender top boat at the party i was at this weekend in vegas um but nonetheless, they, yeah, it, it is. It is uh, an exciting time for for the sport of football. Yeah. And even that, like like I said, college football, August 28th. Like we I are know. four weeks away, Oh man. It's crazy. Not just preseason, real college football. And we're five weeks away from Clemson, Georgia uh, uh, in Charlotte. Like we're, we got big time football coming up very soon.
2: Yeah, it is. Uh, it's actually once you hit August, it it shocks you how fast this stuff comes around. And then you, you know, you just start to say your goodbyes slowly uh, to family members, to your wife. Uh, like, I'll I'll be saying my goodbyes to my wife here shortly because she's, uh, she's not going to have me till February. It's just it's
3: over. I told my wife we were obviously we were on a trip this past weekend. Yesterday, I told her I was like, you know. I'm going back to work like full time this week. My my radio my night radio gig is back for pacto Radio this week. We've been off for basically three months. I'm like it's it's happening. Football's back. Like we're not taking trips till till you know we're not going on a vacation till February now. You get yeah. that right? I'm not going anywhere. Uh, she keeps saying to me, "Hey, you know that you committed to that weekend in October to go to." I said, "I didn't do that. I just said." I might be able to. I'm not going anywhere in October, hon. Like I'm not taking a weekend off to go to somewhere. I can't do that. This is my livelihood. It's how we make our money. Football. I watch all of it. I lose all of it gambling, but I at least watch. Need to watch all of it.
2: You know how many weddings I've missed over the past five, six years of of good friends that have gotten married because they decided to get married in, like, October? That's their fault. Yes, I I agree. I hear you, man.
3: I've had friends tell me, I know you're not coming to this because it's in September. I'm like, yeah, you're you're exactly right. I'm not coming to your wedding. That's your (laughs)
2: fault. (laughs) It is Outkick the Coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Jeff Schwartz with you here on FSR. All right, so coming up next, uh, speaking of football— Bad news. We have got bad news for a playoff contender in the National Football League. We will get to that next year. It's Outkick the Coverage, Fox Sports Radio.
0: This this is Outkick the Coverage.
2: on Google Play or the App Store. Game on! Uh, It could not have gone worse. Could not have gone worse for somebody's ex in the world of sports. Uh, we will get to that here uh, coming up in uh, just a couple of moments from now, or excuse me, 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, but Jeff Schwartz, uh, we've got uh, obviously football this week. We got the Hall of Fame game. We got some Olympic stuff going on. We got the NBA free agency. We're going to catch up with Chris Mannix later on in the show. Um we don't, You and I are not trying to, you know, hand out bad news here to start the show. That's not the way we want to start anybody's week, but the Carson Wentz story feels like it's kind of bad news. I don't know about you. This feels like a problem. Uh, he feels a, a twinge in, or a, a tweak or whatever you want to uh, t- describe it as in his foot at practice uh, towards the end of last week. Uh, they go into the weekend, not really sure. Uh, they're uh, just kind of, you know, oh, you know, maybe it's surgery, maybe it's not surgery. We don't think it's serious. Uh, no timetable for his return. And now the latest is he is going to put off surgery. They're going to try and rest and rehab it and then see where we're at in about a week from. Now, But as it stands right now, no Carson Wentz for the Indianapolis Colts, and I just got a bad feeling about this whole situation.
3: You should have a bad feeling about it, because how often do we hear about athletes putting off surgery and then – two or three weeks later, boom, we have surgery months later, right? We, we see this in baseball all the time with, with Tommy Johns, right? I'm going to rest, and rehab my elbow. And then two months later, they're going under the knife, right? This yeah. feels like a situation where, um, we're getting a, an operation done sooner than later would allow him to play at some point this season earlier, earlier than not. Right. And, and look, and maybe we're all wrong. Maybe the rest and recovery is really the way to go. But, um, it doesn't feel that way right a lot of people feel like this is a little doom and gloom here which it probably is if you're a Colts fan but we've also seen the history though in 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 Indianapolis of doing this right with 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 Peyton Manning uh, with downplaying injuries, with Andrew Luck through his entire career, right? Kind of downplaying injuries, yep. trying to play through the pain, not getting the operation, not not taking the time you need to to get healthy. And this team, Jonas, is built to win now, right? Yep. With the roster they have, with some of the contracts they're about to give out to Quentin Nelson, they just paid their right tackle. Um, so they have to figure out how to get him back on the field as soon as possible. And this is not the way to do it, in my opinion. Most I – think, I think most feel, Jonas, right, that this is a – a major injury, and rest and rehab is not the way to go here. Get this fixed and get back on the field as soon as possible. And also, too, you know, Carson Wentz, when he is good, and I think this year um, good is a stretch for him. I think average would be good, right? I mean, if you go – here's the thing about, about Carson Wentz. He was the worst quarterback in the NFL last year. There's no arguments about it. Yeah, You can't make an argument otherwise. The worst terrible. quarterback – and you can blame whoever you want, but he was the worst one. If, if he goes Jonas from the worst in the NFL – to average, that's a huge jump in one yeah. year. Huge jump in one year. So all those people that think, oh, he's going to be elite now with Frank Wright. No, no, no. Maybe in year two. But and I, I actually have doubts that's ever going to be the case. It's, his 2017 season was was such an outlier to the rest of his career. Um, if you look at the numbers in the red zone and third down, the rest of his career feels like the norm. So I, this is going to set him back because he can't move. right When he plays well – Part of what he can do is move in the pocket, get out the pocket and make plays. We see all really most quarterbacks outside of of Tom Brady uh, be able to move outside the pocket and make plays. If your foot is messed up, you can't move in the pocket like you're setting him up for failure by putting him in a situation where he has to play with a bum foot.
2: And it's not like this happened in a game. It's not like this happened in a preseason game. It was at a practice. He stepped back wrong, and he felt it pop. And and when and, and look, when you feel anything pop, I've suffered one knee injury or one major injury. I dislocated my kneecap. I heard something pop. All right, like I, like when you feel something pop, it's probably not good. And so to, to hear that, and then there and and I look, and this is a massive year for him based on what happened last year. And you're 100 percent correct. He was the worst starting quarterback in the NFL, and it wasn't even. Close. Uh, Anybody that tries to dispute that wasn't watching the NFL last year. But I I also think at some point, this is just who he is. Uh, he's been injured every step of the way. Like yeah. if you, We can talk about 2017. We can talk about uh, the, the next year when he tried to come back and then they ended up having to go to Nick Foles to finish out the season uh, and, and they went to the playoffs again. He gets to a playoff game. Uh, you call it a, a dirty hit, whatever you want to call it, against uh, the Seattle Seahawks. Jadevian Clowney knocks him out of the game uh, and they've got to bring in uh, McCown to finish the game at like 40 years old. He's got one leg. is his hamstring <laughs> blue uh, and, and ripped off the Bone completely. They had nobody else to go to. But you even go back to his rookie season, Jeff. He got injured, and and I think he missed all of of, of uh, preseason. I, I think he missed at least all m- majority, if not all of preseason, because he suffered an injury. Then the injuries are just who he is. Yeah. And at some point, it, like it's it's not that you're trying to pick on the guy. That's just part of his story.
3: I'm very sensitive to this injury prone tag because that was the tag I had when I played in the NFL. Uh, you you know, I was I was very injured. I was the first starter in NFL history to go on IR twice in one season. I, I wish I, I should have a plaque for that somewhere. No kidding. Um and uh and it, the, the the part that that really is irritating if you're a player is a lot of times so there's there's two injuries, right? There's there's two types. There's the the on the field injury, right? Yeah, I broke my leg, okay? Um uh twice i dislocated my my big toe another time um on the field injuries okay they happen in a game it just happens right bad luck just bad luck and then there's the injuries the the, the training injuries right the, the the blown hamstring or the groin or something else where you just you know probably didn't train well enough or you weren't in shape or or you didn't eat properly or, or whatever else so those injuries you know they they're they're awful, but you can maybe out-train those injuries, right? You, you 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 decide to to change your diet, or you decide to to, you know, to train differently. It, it's really in basketball. Anthony Davis is the best yes. example, right? Or a guy who yep. who um who everyone says like you know what probably needs to train a little bit better, right? Okay, so but but these injuries with Carson Wentz though aren't training injuries, right? Busting your foot, your ACL during a game, and those are are the toughest because again, that's just a luck issue, right? Like I I I. I can't out train a broken leg because seven people fell on my leg. Right, like I can't. There's nothing I could do about that. My yeah. my brother played. Um, uh, he's still a free agent, but he uh, you know, he put like eight thousand snaps in a row without missing a snap. And when you ask him about it, when people have asked him like, "Hey, how come your brother was always hurt and you were not?" He goes. He said, "It's just luck." It's just luck. Like yeah. It's not like Mitch Traney different than I did. Um, it just was luck. And so if you're Carson Wentz, you have to be feeling it this morning because, again, like you didn't do anything. You, you got out of Philly. I'm sure you're excited to play in a new offense. Everyone's looking to you as being the reason why the Colts have a chance to win their division. I, I don't think they're an AFC contender with Wentz at quarterback, but I was looking forward to seeing if he was going to make that jump to just be an average quarterback this season. And I think now, Jonas – There's almost no chance he's good this year. He's going to be hobbled in the pocket even if he comes back to play. He's most likely going to have surgery at some point, which takes him down for a large part of the season. So he'll miss all of training camp, right, If if he has surgery. He'll come back at some point this year and be hobbled. This is a complete wasted year for him.
2: Yeah, it's and it's a tough spot. And also, this was the year in which a lot of people looked at it and said. And you mentioned the offensive line uh, with Quentin Nelson and company going, man, he's finally going to have uh, that great offensive line like he had him back in twenty seventeen. He's finally going to have this, and they've got Jonathan Taylor, and they've got. And then this happens, and and that's that's a division that I mean, look, that that was up for grabs. That was there for the taking. Tennessee added Julio Jones, but we've talked about this before on the show, which pissed off a lot of our national. Asheville fans Uh, just the awful Tennessee Titans defense from a year ago that was the issue Um, and and who knows whether or not Derrick Henry the wear and tear is going to be able to uh, if he's going to be able to give it a go as many times as they're giving him the football next season and then Jacksonville nobody knows how that's going to work out with Urban Meyer Houston's a disaster like this felt like a golden opportunity and man we're not not even a week into training camp and here we go again Carson Wentz feels a pop and he's out and and
3: you know the the, the hard part about all of this right is you know, the windows of the NFL open and close very fast if you don't have a Pat Mahomes or a Tom Brady right yeah. the Chiefs obviously every year feel like they're going to be in it, um, and so you look at to, to your point right Tennessee uh, defensively they should be better I mean it's hard to be that bad again they've <laughs> added some pieces on but I just don't you know something about that like I don't I don't really look at them as as Super Bowl contenders I think I think they'll be a good team but you know the, the, your point the Colts easily can win the division. Jacksonville will be better with Trevor Lawrence just getting better and and throwing to to Tim Tebow, of course. Um, And Houston's not going to be good for years, right? So it's kind of your window right now if you're the Colts to to make it happen. And this year's loss for them. It is absolutely loss for them. Even if, again... I just I can't imagine a situation where Wentz is hobbled during training camp and that helps him become a good player during the season. Right. I can't see it happen, especially with a guy whose confidence was certainly lacking in, in Philly and maybe in Indianapolis it changes. I just I don't see it for them. So now you've wasted an entire year with, with Carson Wentz, which again, wasting years of your quarterback in his prime is never good.
2: No. And and look and, and I, I was making the point. When they made the move and they got Carson Wentz, I I just asked the question, is he an upgrade over Phillip Rivers? No. Like, like, and that's the thing. And and people could say whatever they want about Philip Rivers. He was so much better than Carson Wentz last year. It's not even funny. Like, it, like, not, They're not even, weren't even in the same class. And and go back to that playoff game against Buffalo.
3: They should have won that game.
2: Listen, yes, a couple of plays here or there, man. And it's not because I had money on Indianapolis. A couple of plays here or there, and the Indianapolis Colts are winning that football game. And so this idea that Carson Wentz, you know, they had a major hole at quarterback, and he's going to improve him. No, if anything, it was it was more of a lateral move to try and capitalize yeah. on the window that you pointed out that they have in front of them right now and now it's
3: all lost you know the the Wednesday is pretty interesting because there's obviously some very ardent defenders of his play but it's hard to, to really defend most of his career I mean it has not been has not been as good and when we look at again third down and red zone in 2017 he was out of this world good. Yeah. Right. Yep. And we've seen now in his subsequent years that those those have come back down, right? So his 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 twenty seventeen year is the outlier year of his career. And look again, you can blame lack of wide receiver help. You can blame his injured offensive line. You can blame whatever you want, coaching for those other years. But you know when you have four or five years um, yeah, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah, four or five years. I'll make sure the year's right. I don't know what Eagles fans or Carson Wentz fans get after me for getting <laughs> like, the years right on this. But when you have four or five years where we have one set of data and the other year you have another set of data, guys, the four or five years is the kind of ones we should go on, right? Like, yeah. I, I just, the, the defenders of Wentz, I don't think I paid attention to the rest of his career.
2: Yeah, they've they've looked at the highlights, they've looked at the potential, and and they've not looked at at the reality of and the bulk of his career, which would indicate um, not nearly the impact player that many people think he is. Yeah. And so the it, question
3: becomes, what do they do at quarterback? Yeah, because they have a, a win now team, right? They want to, and you have one under contract though, so you really there's only a couple options if you were going to go veteran here. And so I'm curious if we're going to see the Colts make a move at some point to bring in a veteran um, who they can get out of their deal after the season – Just to give them a chance to win this year. Because they're backups. They're they're not going with Jacob Eason or or Sam Ellinger. Sorry, guys. Uh, Those are not the answers for them at quarterback. And
2: and they signed Brett Hundley. Yeah, that's
3: also not their answer at
2: quarterback. So so they've got uh, (laughs) some stuff to figure out here before the season. Uh, It is Outkick the Coverage here. Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Jeff Schwartz with you here. Coming up 10 minutes from now, um, Jeff uh, mentioned something earlier in the show uh, that he was witness to uh, at a party this weekend uh, that I think is just one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. In my life, uh, it is like it actually makes me nauseous just to think about all the, uh, all the details in which uh, it goes into something like this that somebody would order at a party. Uh, and uh, we can get into that here uh, coming up in about 10 minutes from now. Just, I, I, I just I saw it and, and could not believe that that was a real thing. Very, very bizarre. It's very real. Yeah, it's very, very strange. By the way, um, you talk about a bad weekend for somebody's ex. So the Cubs go out and they trade Anthony Rizzo, Javi Baez, and Chris Bryant. Cornerstones cool. of their quote unquote dynasty, and all those guys in their first game with their teams hit home runs. <laughs> <laughs> like, you got, like it literally could not go any good. Like imagine breaking up this with somebody. Who, this yes, yeah, yeah he, he he was awesome this weekend. Uh, your guy Chris Bryant of your San Francisco Giants, he goes long. A uh, Javi Baez goes deep. Like it, it's like finding out. Hey, so what happened uh, to your ex? Oh, she won the lotto. Oh, that's cool. Uh, like I mean, it could not have gone worse. Uh, for the ex Cubs in that team, uh, but your uh, your Giants uh, yes. rolling and uh, and Chris Bryan. how about that,
3: Jeff Schwartz? I have waited a while to emotionally invest in the Giants being a playoff team because they're doing this with guys like Darren Ruff, Lamonte Wade Jr., um, you know Mike Yastrzemski. Brandon Crawford's like having his best season of his career. Posey's hitting over three hundred, um, and I, I've been waiting for them not to play well, and they're just—they're not going to comply with that. Um, you know, they just had ten games over two weeks against the Dodgers, seven against the Dodgers, three against the Astros. They went—they went seven and three and won all three series. Um, and uh, thank you to, to Kimley Jensen by the way for being a contributor <laughs> in those Giants wins and I, I, I just I, I, keep, I keep waiting for them to not be good um, you know Gosman their all-star pitcher has not been good the last three starts so maybe there's some uh, chicken in the armor there but they just play good baseball and, and they hit having they the, majors in home runs right now which is crazy so I'm in man I'm invested I, I, I'm three game lead let's do it.
2: And I do think this is uh, for those of you that are just uh, tuning in or have not heard um, uh, Jeff and don't know the backstory here. So Jeff's got an ongoing feud uh, with Danny G, our executive producer, and Roberto, our technical producer, because they are diehard Dodger fans. You are a Giants fan. And it's just always coincidental every time the Giants have a good weekend or are going on a little bit of a roll. Either Danny or Roberto don't show up to work. And yes. today, Roberto is nowhere to be found. It-
3: He's he's no he's probably he he probably over partied last night because Mookie Betts was back. That's my guess. Yeah. Betts, <laughs> he was just so excited that that Mookie was back. Um, they have to play him in second. They have, they have so many guys on their roster that are good and still can't be in first place because Mookie had to play second base last night. It's pretty sad to be a Dodger fan right They've now. been moving guys around because they've been so injured. So once they get healthy, Jeff, your Giants oh, are I, in trouble. I feel really sorry since the Giants are missing their first baseman, their third baseman. They missed their catcher for three weeks. Roberto, uh, by the way, shortstop for six weeks is I'm in – We'll get that in the fifth hour of the show, all your Giants uh, lineup. But Roberto is
0: in Arizona. He was actually at the last two games. That the Dodgers won against the Diamondbacks.
2: Yeah. So he's like a that. good luck charm. Yeah, he's uh, been traveling. And I, I, I do, I think he's going to the Astros games, right? I, I think he'll, uh, I think Roberto said that he's yes. going to be at the, uh, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, they s- send, send batteries that, in pocket. Yeah. yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea. Send, send that lunatic, send that lunatic into a game against the Astros, see what happens, man. You, you don't You do want to piss Roberto off, right? He's a violent guy uh, and the Astros are in town and Dodger fans still can't let it go. So, So this is going to be a bad, bad situation all the way
3: around. Man. It's not why they lost, uh, but I'll take it anyways. What what was what was fun for me is baseball had like two days of intense trading action. It was kind yeah. of nice. It was for awesome. a couple of days to be like the, as, oh, you're a Cubs guy, right? I'm sorry for that. That feels that's that's tough to tough to see. But I mean, the the Yankees went for it, right? The Dodgers went for it. Um, the White Sox made some. Tra- the White Sox made some trades. The A's and the Giants, like teams that are in the hunt. Um, with all that on improving this, I don't think we've seen the trade deadline ever like this.
2: Yeah, uh, John Paul Morosi was saying it was the best trade deadline he can ever remember. Like, and he's been covering the sport for a long time. He said, "I don't remember one like this." Because look, you had—I mean, how many All Stars got traded? How many future nine, potential, like yeah, p- potential <laughs> Hall of Famers got traded? Like, there were big names that got dealt, uh, and a lot of teams uh, pretty much remade their rosters. Uh, you know, in in, in the, with the flip of a switch over the last uh, you know three four days in Major League Baseball. Uh, it is outkick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Jeff Schwartz, Jonas. Not With you here on FSR coming up next. um, If you want to hear one of the most revolting food items that that I would encourage you not to look into during the football season, this is the one for you. Jeff Schwartz has got the details, and we'll have it for you next here on Outkick the Coverage on Fox Sports Radio.
0: This is Outkick the Coverage.
2: kick the coverage here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox, Jeff Schwartz with you here on FSR. Uh, coming up here in a little over 10 minutes from now, top of next hour, there is a head coach in the NFL and he is pissed off at his players. Uh, we will get into all of that here for you. Coming up a little over 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, by the way, uh, Jeff Schwartz was out and about this weekend and just for uh, so, so that you are aware of a conversation that we had, uh, Lavar and I were talking about uh last week here on outkick Labar errington and i just about best game day food all right so you're watching football you're hanging out yeah what's your what's your go-to and and you know a lot of wings things like that like people were throwing out like him and i both agreed wings are the go-to like be, like be, yeah. beer and wings even if you're not a beer drinker or a beer drinker you know soda and wings whatever you want to do it with wings feels like a go-to
3: it definitely is a go-to because it's you want anything you can eat with your hands, right? And you want it to not weigh you down, in my opinion. So anything with a lot of carbs is going to – like a pizza is great. You get pizza anytime you want. But it kind of weighs your stomach down, especially if you're drinking heavily, right? Like Agreed. Wings don't really do that. And I think wings for me um, are, are probably the go-to. Again, very easy to eat, very delicious. Now, how do you like them prepared is, is the question, right? I mean the d- different ways – I'm not a big fan of – grilled wings like i kind of i kind of need mine a little bit fried even if they're even if they're naked um so definitely definitely wings i would I, I no argument there
2: yeah and and so look we were just having bouncing around some ideas and talking about all right so what do you like what do you... and then all of a sudden you decide uh to post uh and this was video that you posted i, no, I, it was, I think that it...
3: It, it was a it was a picture i was at a cascade uh concert at the wet republic which is you know jeff schwartz uh, at, at that such an event, it would be very rare to see. But my wife enjoys uh, the the dance music. You know, had a good time as well. Um, and, you know, you have to spend a certain amount of money if you have a nice seat. Uh, we, we spent our money, and we were $8 over. I was pretty proud of us. We spent exactly what we had to spend. But some people have $10,000, $15,000. Uh, I did not spend that much money. Um, and you have to reach your minimum. You have to spend the money. And when you have a lot of people, you have to order a lot of food. And lo and behold, the tender tot yacht they serve at the Wet Republic—it is a boat, a literal boat of food, tenders and tater tots for the, the price of seventeen hundred dollars and uh, uh, unbelievable. And it was a disgusting display of food in one serving apparatus, and it was a lot of food. Uh, and a lot of money. It's just gross, man. I saw
2: it, and and I got sick to my stomach. It probably like, feeds like ten people, though. Yeah, I know, but that's fine. It can feed it can feed three hundred people. I, that, that's the size is not the issue. The size of the boat. It's it's the food items in the boat. First of all, there's no food that's worse when it's cold than tater tots. Literally For, nothing worse on planet I, Earth.
3: I, I, that's a good observation and a very astute one. I'm with you. I, I hadn't thought about that, but. It's way worse than a cold fry.
2: Yeah, because it, it like leaves this coat in your mouth. Like if you have if you have a cold tater tot, there's like this coat in your mouth, like this dry, like weird, almost like you know somebody you know you fell asleep and your buddy just you know emptied his chapstick in your mouth. Like like there's like there's this weird, just this weird texture in your mouth after you eat a cold uh, tater tot, and then chicken fingers. Look, they they go from really, really hot when they first come out of the oven, and all of a sudden, they're cold. Like, there's no there's no middle ground. They just go from really hot to really cold. They're not, there's no warm. They just skip that step and go to bad. And so it feels like unless you're eating those things right out of the oven, right when they bring that boat out to the pool, you're screwed, man. That's a waste of money.
3: The tenders, and we ordered a plate of chicken tenders and fries. It was like $25. so It wasn't that bad, I guess. Um, they were actually very good. The food there was delicious. Uh, I mean, if you're spending you know, $87 on a, on a cheese pizza, it better be good. Um, so I will give them credit. The food was good, but to your point, that has to be eaten immediately, like 100%. within five minutes of showing up, and that's a lot of food to consume. Uh, but Tendy Tot Yacht, I love the name, though.
2: Yeah, It's a great name. Uh, $1,700, though? I'm out. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, not, 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 I'm not I'm not paying those prices. Uh, but Vegas, man, one of the most underreported stories, great food in Vegas. They always have great food in Vegas. Uh, it's Jeff Schwartz. It's Jonas Knox. Outkick the coverage. More out of the NFL next.
0: Be sure to catch live editions of Outkick the Coverage weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Oh, 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 all right.